It is so good to see you this morning. I mean, in the rain, in the storm, and a lot of you uh, came without uh, electricity. Amen. How many of you don't have electricity at your home? Wow. Let's give them a hand for being here. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I was telling Pastor Larry that uh, it's always, I say this every time because it's so true. It's always so good to be back home. I thank God for grace, his grace, but also for this family uh, that have come along and stood beside us since 2005, as a matter of fact. And uh, we are so thankful uh, to have you in our lives. I take this opportunity to thank you for even inviting me. I know Pastor Devin and Nisa, they're out today that they chose their children over me. That's fine. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, you're going where? <laughs> but I, I understand that, uh, that the team won their game yesterday. And are they playing in, a, in the final today, or is, is this it? Amen. So let's pray and believe God that they will beat them down. Amen. And uh, yeah, yeah, they'll be okay. Amen. They can come back next year. But this year belongs to what team? What's the name of the team? Alma, Arkansas. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're going to believe God that they're going to win today. Amen. But anyway, it is good to be in the house. Uh, Pastor introduced my husband. I want to introduce another couple that came with us today. Uh, Ivan and Sylvia Hall, won't you guys stand up? Amen. <laughs> Precious couple. And I'm not gonna ask you to say anything, Sylvia, so you're okay, amen. Uh, but I do want to thank them for coming and being a part of this today. They are just a, an awesome man and woman of God. Uh, if we had the time, I would ask Ivan to come and share his testimony. But uh, he's, he, you know, he was so far out there that it would take all day to. <laughs> you, I mean, you know, grace. <laughs> but uh, 2009, God got him. And he has been on fire for the Lord ever since he I, I asked him to come because I needed that inspiration, amen, and that energy because, you know, Arnie, we were getting a little older and, yeah, and, and we need young people to, we, yeah, we, 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 <laughs> uh, but they bring so much energy and, and, and life uh, into the body and we thank God for them. Amen. Now I'm going to give this mic for two minutes to my husband. All right. But I do thank God for my husband. Come on, give Pastor Jerry a hand. Amen. Amen. Okay, start the clock. This is not going to be two minutes. Obviously, just as my wife has said, we are elated to be back. It's always good to be back home, and especially to come back to see so many of you. And for those of, of you who really don't know us, I really regret that. 
Amen. I, I really regret that because, and I regret, regret that we did not have a chance to touch your life. Amen. With just abundant, the abundance of God's love. Amen. That's, that's what it's all about, to love God with everything you have and then to love me with everything you have. Those are the two greatest commandments, amen, that God has. And if we would do those things and really love one another, God would be so pleased. How many of you want to please him? That's what it's all about. Well, we love you. Now get ready because my wife is going to bring you a word that you, well, it was going to bless you, amen. God bless you. No, that was one minute. You did great. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your presence in our lives and in our hearts. Father, as this word goes forth, I ask you to minister to the people that it will uproot some things, that it will reveal some things, that it will heal some things and bring us into a, a growth relationship with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us today. And we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Um, Seems like every time I, I, I come, uh, Pastor Devin had actually contacted me probably back in December or January. Uh, and, I, and I like that. I'm like, boy, he is, wow. <laughs> Amen. Just an awesome pastor and leader uh, in, in this ministry. But he had asked me, you know, uh, gave me several uh, dates to choose from, uh, but asked me to, if I would be able to come this year. And of course, I'm like, yeah, right? Uh, and so I've known for quite a while that June 24th, I was going to be coming to minister here. And so, but in between that time, it's like life happens. How many of you know that just, how many of you experienced life this week? <laughs> life just starts to, to happen. And so uh, back in, in May, just like a month ago, I had to have like major surgery and, and, and all. And it, before, when I came here last year, it was shingles. Remember that? I'm like, okay, not next year. I'm not, you know? And I was like, Lord, I got to go and, and minister. And I haven't been focused And I haven't prayed like I was supposed to pray. And, and I haven't fasted because they, they told me I couldn't fast. I got to eat. And, and I can't lay before you because there's only certain ways I can lay. <laughs> and I just don't feel like I have anything to to give to the people. Go ahead and put that up. And I felt like 
for about a week that I was getting dressed in the dark. And I just got that because you guys were getting dressed in the dark. And <laughs> but it ministered to me. And it went along with what the Holy Spirit actually was able <laughs> to give me for you today. And it's simply right with Jesus. Now, I know you guys have been going with the theme of simple, right? And that's what I've been going through. And I want to share with you something that I was taught and I learned back in 1992 that changed my life. Now, I got saved in 1987. And I got saved because I didn't want to go to hell. How many... Tell the truth. <laughs> How many of you got saved because you didn't want to go to hell? I did. Because that's all I knew. Get saved, don't go to hell. Hallelujah. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good deal. I'm telling you, if that's all you got, that's a good deal. But I didn't understand that there was so much more. I didn't understand that there were going to be days where I was going to have to get dressed in the dark. And, and that you just go through the motions because you really can't see how to put on that mascara. And so you just go through the motions of hoping that it turned out okay. And then when you show up at church, people will let you know whether or not it was. Hopefully they will let you know. I got saved in 1987, but my perspective of God was totally wrong. And that word perspective means how you perceive something, how you look at something, how you see it. And usually how we see things is based on how our environment was, what our culture was, the things that we have picked up along the way. And so when I got saved, I was not immersed into a culture of nurturing. Sister Jan Bell and I, and, 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 and maybe others here, we got saved under the same ministry and it was crazy. And, and so my perspective of God was that I had to do right to go to heaven. And so it's like, I wanted to go to heaven right away because I was tired of working and wondering if I got it right that day and making sure I say my prayers at night to cover that day just in case I didn't get it right and I go to sleep and don't wake up. Saved, but the wrong perspective of relationship with God. And I dare to say that a lot of us 
have been there and are there. But the Holy Spirit today, because he did it for me when I got this teaching and this word, he set me free from works. I woke up every day thinking, what have I done wrong? I woke up every day wondering whether or not God was going to answer my prayers. Because I thought that you had to be everything right for him to be able to do that for you. Because that's the culture that I was in. I felt guilty. I felt unworthy. I felt condemned. But I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. In 1992, we moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I started, I enrolled in the Bible Institute there. And one of the classes that they taught, and some of my former students here, uh, from the Victory Bible Institute, taught a class, they taught a class called righteousness. Man, oh man. That teaching, that truth set me free. And it brought me into a right relationship with God. I was saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But my my relationship with God was totally out of proportion. It wasn't right. I had the wrong perspective of him and who he was and who I was to him. So I was saved, but I wasn't free. Make sense? Open your Bibles. We are going to do that. If you have your Bibles or open your phones, whatever device you have, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter five. Holy Spirit is so sweet. Let me just take a little side trip for real quick. We, uh, we ministers, and we're all ministers, but those of us who might be called to pulpit ministry, we fall into this trap sometimes of thinking that we have to have it 
all together before we can come and, 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 and stand before you. And obviously, we all have a responsibility, right? And so this morning when I got up, I, I went into that mode of perfection. And when I got here, I was still in that mode. And the Holy Spirit gently reminded me of the message that I was getting ready to minister to you. that I don't have to have it all together. And see, this is going to help us. I don't have, it, have to have it all together to minister to you because it's his work. You don't have to have it all together to minister to people. It's his work. It's him. And so that set me free where I could enter into praise and worship, where I could do those dances. It's like, I need to sit down because I got to stand up. So it's a continual thing is what I'm saying. I haven't perfected this one yet. And I don't think I ever will. But I'm telling you, it's out of relationship with him that things happen. And he does the work in you, through you. To live out our daily lives. And it's simply being right with God. And I'm going to tell you today that it's no works that you do that can make you right with him. If I had gotten that truth when I first got saved, man, all those years of trying to get rights already and saved. I mean, people have told you all you need to do is just get right with God. What they're telling you is you got to stop smoking, you got to stop drinking, you got to stop chasing. Right? Come on. How many? I mean, I, my mom told me that 24 <laughs> 7. But that's not it. That's not getting right with God. Because you'll still miss the mark. Because there are people who don't do any of those things and they're not right with God. So how do I get right with God then? How many of you are saved? How many of you have accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? If you haven't, you'll have an opportunity, but it looks like we got hands. That's what made me right with him, is accepting what Jesus had done on the cross. So I had already been right with God since 1987, but I didn't know it.
right with him, but trying to get right with him. I was sick. Saved, but sick. Are you at 2 Corinthians? Chapter 5. Let's start at verse 16 and we'll read on. Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. We have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, we all know this scripture, we could close our eyes. We don't have to even have the lights for this one, do we? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now, all these things are from God. From who? God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. But one of the things I want you to see in verse 18 is that he did it. He reconciled us to himself through Christ. Namely, and then in verse 19, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting there that there, there is me and you, their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though we were making, as though God were making an appeal through us. And he does that every day. We beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Verse 21. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Do you see anywhere in there that you and I had to do anything? Except, except. Now, I'm going to give you Wilma Johnson's definition of righteousness. And I'm sure that Jan Bell could stand up and tell you what that is, but I won't put her on the spot. But it is the ability to stand in the presence of Father God without a sense of guilt or inferiority. The ability to stand in the presence of Father God without a sense of guilt or inferiority. When I heard the instructor say that, something went off. How many of you ever heard a truth and something just went off on the inside of you? When I heard the instructor say that, something went off on the inside of me and I was undone for the rest of that class. Because it told me that I can come to him without guilt, without shame, without condemnation, because he had already done the work. And when I received Christ, and see, this might be elementary for you, but it was like, doctorate level for me. That when I received Christ, he truly set me free. And what does that mean for you and I? That there's a freedom 
and our relationship with the Lord. And some of you might be right where I was and right right where I was this morning. (laughs) I'm feeling like I got to do something to be pleasing to God. A lot of you are believing God for your healing. I remember one time I, uh, I got si- I was sick. And, 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 and in that culture, you didn't get sick because if you got sick, that means you were in sin. <laughs> so you didn't tell nobody you were sick, ask for prayer for sick. No. Because <laughs> they start casting out devils. Come on. So I didn't tell nobody I was sick because then I had a devil. (laughs) One thing about it, you learn to pray for yourself, I guarantee you. (laughs) And so some of you are here and you believe in God for your healing and, and you may have had thoughts of, Lord, what have I done wrong? We want to cancel that assignment of the enemy today in Jesus' name because it will stop you from receiving. It'll stop you from being free. It'll stop you from having just a love relationship with this God that loves you and he, 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 he is excited about you and he sings over you, the Bible says, and he takes joy in you. relationship. There aren't any barriers and all this stuff that we make it and that man makes it for us and we fall into that trap and and, and it gets tight and it gets rough and it's a, a struggle and we work and we work and we work. When it's already there through Jesus, we just saw that. I'm going to end with this. I could, I've got pages of stuff here. Righteousness, being right with God, is not what you do, but it's who you are. I just said a mouthful. I am righteous. When did I get righteous? When I got saved. When did I get right with God? When I got saved. I looked up the word simple. And sometimes things can be so simple till we miss it. How many of you ever had people to, to make to, to something so simple that but they just make it so complicated? How many you got folk in your life like that? They just get on my last nerve. Pray for me. And sometimes that's how we do the body of Christ. 
We can, we, can, we can make it so complicated that people can't even figure it out and they, this a mess. But simple means not complicated. And I hope I kept it so simple today that it didn't complicate you. You are right with God if you're saved. Now, that doesn't make you go out there and sin and do all this kind of stuff. If you're right with God, you don't want to do that kind of stuff. If you're the righteousness of Christ, you don't want to do that kind of stuff. But I do right because I am right. And that's right. Let me say that again. You do right because you are right. You don't do right trying to get right. Let that sink in. And it's simple. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I might not look like it all the time, I might not act like it all the time, but it truly is a state of being. It's who I am, it's who you are. And all you got to do is walk it out in relationship to him, with him, and with people. And that's how we grow. And that's how we glow, G-L-O-W. You can't shine if you're burdened. It's just like getting dressed in the dark. You just go through the motions and hope everything turns out all right. Let's stand. Now we'll just do part two at 11.15. I am amazed at the attendance. 9.30, raining, getting dressed in the dark, and you're here? Don't tell Pastor Devin, but I want all of y'all to come to Kansas City <laughs> and stay. <laughs> but you came to hear a word. And I pray, God, that it ministered to your hearts. And I, I pray that some nugget that was shared helped you. Because at 9.30, it helped me. Again. And this is the great thing about God. That he does it again and again and again and again and again. Whenever I allow my perspective of my relationship with him to get out of sort, the Holy Spirit will come and say, Wilma, you're right with me. And let me just 
give you a takeaway. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're right with Him. What a simple but powerful truth. And so when the enemy comes, or people, situations come, and come against that simple truth, you just do what I did a few minutes ago. Reminded myself that I'm right with him. And everything else is going to be all right. My body's going to be healed. My needs are going to be met. Kids are going to stop acting crazy one day. Husband going to line up. Things are going to work out. Might not be today. But they're going to work out. Why? Because I'm right with him. And everything flows. I promise you. I promise you. Everything flows out of that well. Into your life. And the life of those that you touch. Because I'm right with him. Let's bow our heads. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Did you minister to your people today? The simple truth that we're right with you. We love you. Father, I pray for those who in this morning feeling guilty feeling unworthy feeling condemned feeling like they are not pleasing to you oh God I ask that this word will minister to them today you came to set the captives free and I speak your freedom over the people's lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen.